recording starts now <laughs> yes it starts now uh my guest today who i've had on before we just didn't get to see his his uh his great locks his little mustache going on i kind of got one going on too i know you look very well manicured right now <laughs> whatever the word is i don't know <laughs> this is a great way to start the podcast about film i know that's TV. not the right word <laughs> We can edit. No, no, we can no. edit all of this out. Yeah, we can just edit all this out. Um, oh, by the way, let's give a shout out to Bailey Roberts. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Bailey! I would clap, yeah, so but I'm holding my phone in one hand, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, uh, so this is gonna be a shorter episode than usual, but I'm super pumped because I'm going to ask you about three films that you just watched for the first time that i just i've re i rewatch them all the time i yeah. we kind of i think you already probably know what i'm talking about uh the lord of the rings trilogy um, yes my last podcast was actually on the fellowship of the ring and then you texted me right after i dropped that i was like dude i just watched mm -hmm. these for the first time and i was like my brain does not compute did you just say for the first time like yeah. what okay know, one, what took you so long and then also just take me through the journey of watching them, please. Um, I, I've never had any objections to the films, nor have I ever tried to not watch them. <laughs> it's kind of been more of a, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I knew the dedication some people had to, especially the original trilogy with Fellowship and Two Towers and Return of the King. And I just never felt like I had the right, I don't know, like timing in my life to really sit down and give it its proper like reverence. Like I, I felt like yeah. if I just tried to sit down and watch it on just like a, like just on a random night, I would be almost doing a disservice to it. And so I, I had this, you know, couple of days where I knew that, I don't know, I guess the universe just aligned and I kept seeing these posts on Instagram. So I guess Instagram was like reading my mind about yeah. Lord of the Rings. And so finally I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I am going to watch all of fellowship all the way through the end of, you know, return of the King uh -huh. all in one sitting over a couple of days. Cause if I tried to do it at once, I would probably like lose my mind. Yes. Um, yes. And you did it and you did uh, the theatrical editions, correct? Yes. I was not, ready yet for the extended editions yes <laughs> those those I, bad boys I, are long and i and i do know that there's a lot of like really solid scenes in there that kind of pull the whole trilogy together i respect that yeah but i'm just gonna give myself a little time before i dive into those um because i'm still just processing the sheer magnitude of the first three it's 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 really insane uh that they even exist this is something i talked to about uh with josh peterson it's like kind of a miracle that not only were they made but like how well they turned out like um just Absolutely. like how everything still looks Absolutely. amazing all the castings were mm -hmm. like perfect but um i guess um this is something that josh and i were supposed to do but we haven't been able to do yet so what what's your ranking like what are your and like um i love oh, all man. three of the films i consider all three of them to be one whole movie actually but if yeah. somebody asks me i usually go i usually go backwards so my favorite's return of the king then two towers mm -hmm. and fellowship what, what are you what are you thinking for yours yeah 
I'm not going to try to change your mind or, you know. I'll say this, the experience of, because once again, just from growing up with it, you know, in my life, I'd seen scenes before and, you know, just being kind of in love with the movie industry, you hear all these stories that people tell about the making of the Lord of the Rings and you hear about all these, you know, fun facts that people know and you see these behind the scenes and these deleted scenes. And so like, I had a kind of like patchwork of the trilogy but i had no cohesive awareness of how they all fit together and so i'd say for me getting to see fellowship for the first time from start to finish without any you know like basically what basically without watching it by way of scene compilations on youtube (laughs) i'd say that was (laughs) so powerful to finally, you know, sit down and have the entire experience just kind of wash over me. So I'd say as an entire film, Fellowship is definitely my favorite of the three. For my favorite scenes in the trilogy, it would be Return of the King. My favorite moments in the trilogy are all in Return of the King. And so I guess for me, it would be like Fellowship as a whole, Return of the King for some of its like specific moments and then two towers just for being an awesome connector of both of them. Yes. Yes. And like, whenever I think of two towers, of course, my moment, my mind goes straight to the, uh, the last act Helm's deep, the fight of Helm's deep. Yes. Noah, can you absolutely. imagine being on set for that? And like how, like how, how crazy everyone must be going. No, like, all these specific things have to happen. And then there's like fake rain coming down. It's probably mm-hmm. cold. Well, and I saw all the, the yeah. Oh no, go ahead. What what were we saying? I was going to say, but at the same time, like I bet they knew, like even though it was really hard to shoot that scene, like it was definitely going to be worth it. Oh yeah, and um, one of the things I loved about watching it, and then you like go on YouTube and you just see the thousands of comments below the video, and it's either praise or you know nowadays it's people comparing it to like how the finale of Game of Thrones should have been. Because yeah, like, yeah, here's, an yeah. example of, here's an example of a movie that actually knows how to, you know, film a scene at night and let you still see what's happening. And it was just <laughs> like, just kind of fun, fun little jabs like that. Because I mean, obviously Game of Thrones draws heavily from Lord of the Rings. I feel like it's kind of impossible not to at least in some way, yeah. at least pay, pay tribute to Lord of the Rings. But um, I don't know, watching that whole sequence for the first time, you, I just totally understood you know, like I knew that the battle in that whole scene was going to happen. But when I finally saw it, I understood why, you know, people talk about this film the way that they do years after they've seen it. And I don't know if that's yeah. if it's the same experience for you. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but going back, I want to say or I want to ask, what are your because you said a lot of your favorite moments are from the third film and that including myself. Uh, what, are, what are what are some of the moments that stick out to you from the third film? Um, there's like so many. <laughs> um, I know, right? I know, right? I'll, I'll like just like really quickly. I love the scene at the end when everyone in the film, uh, after you know, after the final battle has been won and everything, everyone in the film kneels down below the Hobbit's height, like all the yeah. normal sized humans kneel down because, like, in a split second, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was like flashing back to all these scenes throughout the trilogy where they purposefully made sure, I'm, I'm almost 
I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but this is just my hypothesis. I'm pretty sure they filmed the trilogy to where no one ever purposefully goes on a height lower than any of the hobbits until that moment. Yeah. As in like, no one ever, you know, like purposefully kneels down beneath their height until that time. Um, I could be wrong. That's like my little kind of fan fan uh no yeah fan, i'm fan theory of... that they purposely did that but at least when it happened i was like so impacted by that of just this idea of everybody you know acknowledging the you know the role that they played in the whole in the whole uh in the whole process that's just one of one of the one of the scenes i enjoy but um that's yeah yeah where Aragon says you bow to no one that's like so powerful because they start to bow to him because he's you know the king of gondor that's yeah. such a magical moment. One of my favorite moments from like film history, just of all time. And I think probably my per- favorite performance ever is Sean Astin as Sam. It's specifically that moment where him and Frodo are like so close, like getting to um, the inside of Mount Doom. And, uh, yeah. you know, Frodo's like almost given up. And like he's, you know, he goes, uh, I, uh, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you lifts him up you know and he's crying it's just like oh man it's just like in that moment you're just like you know i want to be i want to be like that for all my friends you know Mm -hmm. it's it's such a beautiful moment i I was gonna say for you for you from the sheer just not only the set design and the special effects and the music but from just like the sheer physical acting that Sean Astin and um, Elijah Wood portrayed in that scene. Did you almost feel like physically sick at some points? Like, and by sick, I mean like you were like, you like physically felt ill because you were watching them struggle so much. Yes. No, yes. Like, I don't know if you can relate to that. But, like, there were scenes where, like I would, I was literally like, they were so convincing and just the, just the difficulty of the task that they were, you know in in that moment I, I felt like physically kind of sick at some moments just watching how how hard they were pushing to get into you know to get inside of the mountain and, and destroy the ring no yeah absolutely man uh, uh, one of the like I like always get sick when um I'm not sick but I'm just like oh man like you don't know, like uh Frodo has been kidnapped by the orcs mm-hmm. because he's asleep after uh Shelob you know gets gets him yeah. Uh, and he and he has no shirt on and you like see all the bruises and then where he's been stabbed yeah and stuff. like i always oh. love mm-hmm. like because you're just like oh that's so gross like but it, it, yeah you're just like dang like look at like he's torn up like yeah but um, what a genius way of you know like we you and i always talk about whenever we talk about storytelling or screenwriting about the whole you know show don't tell yeah and, like what a beautiful way and by beautiful, I mean like beautiful in a kind of tragic way. But from a filmmaking perspective, I found that to be such a beautiful way of conveying in one moment. Because you never really see Frodo shirtless for the entire oh, yeah. trilogy until that yeah. moment. And it was like, what a beautiful way to convey just the amount that they've been through by showing, you know, kind of the scars that he's taken in along the journey. I, just, I found it to be a really cool kind of subtle moment in the film. No, I absolutely agree. And um, I, I feel like, you know, with a lot of movies, you can go back and like learn new things. Like, man, I mean, I've been watching this movie since I was a kid. Yeah. And, like every time I watch it, just I figure out or see new things. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that's amazing. Like every time I draw something new from it mm-hmm. or like come to appreciate a scene, maybe I wasn't a big fan of 
like before like i uh uh i seen like one of my favorite like small moments now is um in the third one when they start like rebuilding the sword like as a kid yeah. i've always been like oh, okay get to but like i just watched that again like recently i was like man that's like one yeah. of my favorite scenes it's just so awesome because you know what's going to lead up to it and then i'm a sucker man i do, i love i love uh the dead army i'm a big fan of him him like yeah him, like, going absolutely Fulfill your oath. I love it so much. <laughs> and like whenever like he like comes to stab and, Ar- and like he has no idea Aragon has the sword, you know, and he just uh, bam, and he blocks it. It's just like gives you like goosebumps, you know. No, the, the whole sequence, I mean, it's just it's just it, it doesn't even like maybe you agree with this. It doesn't feel like you're just obviously I know it's a film. Obviously, you know it's a film, but yeah. just the way and the sort of energy with which they made it and the kind of passion they put into it when you watch it it's like you're watching a film but you don't really feel like you're watching a film it kind of feels like you're just like witnessing this total like organic miracle of a thing that is somehow actually being portrayed on the screen in front of you no absolutely one of the things josh and i talked about on my last episode is how peter jackson instead of come he told like all the actors instead of like coming at it as like a fantasy or a fictional thing let's come at it as if like all this stuff really happened like let's shoot mm-hmm. these movies like they're a part of history and i think yeah. that's why they've aged so well like there's never a moment where they wink to the camera and say oh like this could really happen or whatever yeah. it's just like no they're like just like a hundred percent committed to what the story mm-hmm. that they're trying to tell and uh, i'm really no, excited i think you, you... You... i know go ahead i don't I was gonna say, i'm really excited <laughs> i don't for want you to interrupt like, you. Go and watch the extended editions because like all the like all there's so many great scenes that are included in like small yeah. little things uh but what were you gonna say i was just gonna say you really you really touched on i think one of the best points about the films right there is you said they filmed it like they were filming a historical drama like they they filmed it like it was a period piece like it was you know it you know whether you're filming, you know, a World War II film or whether you're filming a medieval film about, you know, an ancient battle that took place or whether you're filming like a, a film that takes place back in ancient Rome. I mean, they treated it like that. They're like, this is totally, you know, and I feel that it's it's totally legitimate. And the sheer detail that, you know, Tolkien put into the writing proves that because he literally, I mean, he literally, he created his entire this entire like alternate timeline of yeah. history um yeah. it's just it's just insane the detail in the depth that he took it to dude yeah absolutely like uh so i uh, have you read all 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 the books the i have not and i i might to, be man. i might make, i might make people angry for saying that but i've not read any of the books I've only seen the films, but I no, that, I know the books are fantastic. I've just never that, them. That's understandable. Just the warning to you, they like the especially the fellowship. The like first yeah. like five chapters are extremely yeah. dense because like he's building an entire world, like you just said. Like yeah. all that stuff came from his own imagination. But um, so I'm excited for you to go check those out for the first time. Uh, any, any other movies that you've seen recently, or you want to you want to talk about? I'm trying to think. It relates to another film, and then maybe this can be like a bit of a segue, but I also wanted to hear your thoughts on this, because okay. I'm sure you're the same. After you watch a film, you kind of just dive into just 
a rabbit hole of research and yes. you know just everything you can find about it you know you watch it and then you just go like a full head dive into the depths of the internet yeah, imdb it. trivia um, youtube letterbox yeah. like i need all the info on the specific thing uh, yeah so just to recap i i came across this quote during my you know research after watching lord of the rings because like you i enjoy just kind of doing the rabbit whole dive down into the internet to find out everything i can and uh, the the quote said they were comparing star wars and lord of the rings because both are you know very important you know uh just landmarks in the history of uh cinema and they said you know George, george lucas had a story right and then he created a world to put that story in Tolkien created an entire world and then just told one of the stories. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I, I found oh that quote fascinating because with you know with George Lucas, the whole the whole world revolves around you know like the Skywalker family. It all kind of spans out from there. With Lord of the Rings, you have this one story that's kind of happening in the midst of this massive world. <laughs> And I, I love found that, that fascinating of just the, 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 the comparisons. That reminds me of sort of like a quote I've read, and I think it was in Sid Field's screenplay, um, where he said, uh, there are two ways to write a screenplay. One, you have a, cre- uh, a character, and you create mm-hmm. a story around him, or you have a story, and that will create everything else, or you have an idea for yeah. a premise, you know. So, man, that's like, I've never thought about it in that way before. That's like, like that's insane, like. And it's not my quote, but when I read it, I was like, nah, that's a really cool No, nah, you take it, man. You take it. I, I will not take it, but I'm happy that I can share it here from whoever out there wrote it. Oh, and um, also, what did you think of Andy Serkis as a Smeagol slash Gollum? I got to get your thoughts on that. I mean, I think the man is talented beyond a healthy level. I just, I don't understand how he can just physically mold himself into these like creatures oh you know, like dude, whether you gotta you gotta watch all the behind the scenes i've seen like snippets but i i want i, I definitely want to find something like, like specifically about him they're like on youtube they have like them uploaded um and like his are really cool because and in, in one part he talks about how um he had uh i think he calls it uh it was either Gollum juice or something like that because like doing the voice would like kill his voice, you know? Yeah. So he would have, he would ask for his Gollum juice every day and it'd be like lemon tea with just honey and honey and honey. And like, he like would lose his voice constantly. So he just would have to be like chugging this like mixture just to keep his like throat mm-hmm. alive. And, and like also going like behind the scenes of how like, like, okay. Not only is like he an amazing actor, but like also put yourselves in the mind of Sean Astin and Elijah Wood, who yeah. they don't see Gollum as like mm-hmm. we do. They see Andy Serkis in a tight suit, but they still have to like visually yeah. see that. And the fact like they constantly, and I mean, I'm sure on set, maybe there were some bloopers and they joked around a lot, but like the final like edit, like is, if you think of it that way, it's really amazing. You know, people, you know, rag on, marvel all the time and stuff you know i know you know some people say it's not real cinema but like i like i i think all those actors like are amazing especially when you see like that most of the time they're acting against nothing yeah 
or they have all this stuff on and they have to act like they're in superhero suits when in fact they're not they look they look absolutely ridiculous ridiculous yeah. on like set. There's, there's there's no person to play off of there's no set there's no like they're sitting there in this in this leotard looking at a, a blank wall and yet they can give these you know insane performances it's it's a it's a i totally agree with you absolutely um and i can say it's difficult from experience i i uh last year i want to say like summer of 2020 there's this studio here in um uh, decatur alabama and they're called brainy pixel so shout out to them i don't think i've really talked about this project a lot but it's called it's like this cute like animated like uh, they did a pilot and it's like uh yeah like veggie tail meets modern day you know and it's like kind of in that world and uh i through a friend i met them and they asked me to um be the main voice or whatever and i just thought i was going to do like voice work and then i yeah. show up and they like put me in the suit and like have like the thing <laughs> coming down and like literally i'm like you know at my dinner table yeah speaking <laughs> to my family when in fact none of the other actors are there it's just you know the you know the people you know the computer guys you know reading lines to me mm. and then um i gotta send you that i gotta send you that because it uh please please do i'd love to see that it's one it's adorable it's extremely well made by them for being a, especially since they're just a small like group in decatur alabama but mm. um i also there's some voice work in that uh i do a little singing i do a little song and uh i showed my family like the the final thing it's like on amazon prime if you have amazon prime um just one episode but i showed my family the like bits of the episode and they're like oh like which one do you voice and i was like oh no that's my voice like it's really high so (laughs) yeah i i I think you'll get a kick out of that anyways so where was i i kind of snowballed there um that's okay circus i'm trying to think oh um i also love uh, the chemistry between uh gimli and legolas like i love those like little moments because like I feel like some of my favorite moments, like from, I think Christopher Nolan does this really well in his films, is like, even though some, most of his films are like super serious, he always yeah. like kind of has jokes here and there, like to kind of yeah. you know, keep the pacing up. And like The Lord of the Rings does this like excellent, like just like, supremely well, especially with Sam and Gollum in some bits. Yeah. Uh, you know, him calling him a fat hobbit. Like, yeah. <laughs> that just gets me all the time. But, um, uh, well, and I also I feel like it also calls back because once again I haven't read the book so I don't know if the relationship is the same but at least from how Peter Jackson you know created the relationship in the film I feel like it really sort of is a it's a nice callback to this origins of Lord of the Rings with Tolkien and his service during like World War One mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of times you see with you know relationships during wartime when they're done well is this idea that it's not it's even though the surroundings might be crazy and serious and daunting the relationships between these sort of you know comrades or brothers in arms will sometimes be kind of like Gimli and Legolas it's kind of like this very dry sort of almost like strange humor because that's just like how they cope with all of it yeah I, I I found that a fascinating kind of like parallel to what I'm sure you know, somebody like Tolkien probably experienced in something like World War One is these sort of relationships you build with these people you serve with, even though you might have like nothing in common with them outside of your serving with them. 
no absolutely like when we were on set for 12 mighty orphans like i had to figure out how to cope with you being around so much it was really <laughs> tough <laughs> by the way it went both ways i'm glad we both figured it out speaking of 12 mo um i saw today i was like you know i was on imdb um and i, I was like oh let me check and see if they've like added anything or and uh, the only thing i've added is uh it's now rated pg-13 so if the mpaa have seen it that's that's pretty close right i i'm, I'm really excited all of us guys are i you know um it's uh, insane I say that again i say it's insane that it's it's actually you know coming through these final these final checkpoints before release yeah and um man i mean like our group right there i mean that's the fellowship right there you know <laughs> i would a wholeheartedly agree with you <laughs> i like absolutely hey dude if anything like you you got the aragon the aragorn thing going on the hair face <laughs> that's that's not bad man i kind of get the I, it's I, not I, on, it's not on purpose but i'll happily be be associated with him because he's <laughs> a very very cool man on and off the screen dude some of my favorite like moments of the behind the scenes is like him like there's one this one part where like they they're like cut and they were like moving all the things like to get set for another shot. And yeah. Vigo Mortensen just runs off, grabs his fishing pole, and then just starts like fishing. <laughs> for like 10 minutes, you're like, dude, this guy's just like. <laughs> that's so light. I mean, just from like what I like learned a little bit about him, that's, that's completely believable that he would do something like that. That's amazing. I'd love, yeah, I'd love to work with him one day. I know he's doing a movie, I, I believe in Atlanta soon with uh peter farley again called the great the greatest beer run um where it's like based on a true story of these like friends like buying beer and then going to vietnam to give it to their buddy who's there so like i'm so i'm so stoked for that i, I need to wait. check that out i need to research that yes yes you do um i feel like there's something else i watched that i wanted to talk to you about before we end here mm-hmm. um i've rewatched a couple of movies here recently um oh bicycle thieves i watched I haven't seen that in a while. That's a, that's a really good one, though. Dude, yeah, that's, like, one that will just, like, make you think for, like, a week. It just, like, presses on your heart. Potent- like, oh, potentially man. potentially cry while you think as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. And then I, I watched uh, me and my fiance. She had never seen Casablanca before, so we watched that. Um, mm-hmm. Which, have you ever seen that? I've seen, unfortunately, it's kind of a lore, it's kind of in the, lord of the rings phase right now where i've seen so many bits and pieces of it that i've basically seen the whole movie but i've never but never you know, watched it in one continuous sitting oh oh by the way but, i um, want to say that I've, is so funny check it that, out. uh that you were saying earlier how like you didn't want to do it a disservice by like watching it like on a specific day like you want like i think that it's the same exact thing like i'm just like why don't you just sit down and watch this movie like i've been doing that with lawrence arabia lawrence of arabia for like two years that's a it. commitment that's i a commitment. own it but like i i, I want to sit down and watch it all the way through but yeah. it's like an almost four hour movie and like yeah I'm, I'm just like no i have to i can't break it up like i don't like breaking up movies to mm. watch like i want to like, sit down and watch it all the way through it's like with lord of the rings and lawrence of arabia and these like these just like almost artifacts of history i feel like yes. they're not even just films they're like historical artifact i feel like you literally have to you have to carve out like several days just to commit to the experience it's not like i'll watch it tonight and then i'll move on with my life and think about it, it it's now i'm going to carve out the next like several days just to live in 
this in these films. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad like someone else could like uh say that out loud and like because I mean I, it I'm... gets in it gets intense for me. I don't know about you, but I mean I will like surround myself with everything I can, Lord of the Rings, while I'm like I was watching these you know ambiance videos on youtube from like the shire set yes i have. love those and like i mean i was just i was I'm like if i'm gonna really do this i'm gonna commit you know four oh, days dude, of my yeah. in my life in in their entirety just to this this to this world you know the worst is when it gets to the point where you're on amazon or Redbubble or etsy <laughs> and you're like lord of the ring i just want to like have cool merchandise you know yeah posters like t-shirts. i just want i just want a ring i just want the sword oh dude yes having one of those rings would be so cool uh really anything like any prop from that i bet a lot of those actors like took those home i know andy circus and um elijah wood both have a like a ring uh, yeah like, and that that's so like sick uh, that's got to be passed down from like generation to generation mm-hmm. right there um oh yeah i wanted to talk about in the mood for love since we both like I feel like I don't think I've ever met anyone else that has actually seen that movie. I've met a lot mm. of people that have heard of it because I've told them about it. Yeah, but you and I were on the phone the other day, and you like mentioned it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he's seen it. <laughs> so I just wanted to like shout that out for people that are listening to this. Go watch In the Mood for Love. It's on mm. HBO Max. Uh, and is, is it not and, and like Sampley, if you can watch it on a rainy night in like an urban area where the neon of like a street sign is filtering into the window and the curtains are swaying in the wind and (laughs) when you described to me when you described to me the circumstances that you first watched that film in I'm like you were literally living in the movie I watched it in a like two by four dorm room (laughs) with like like, a bunk bed right next to my face (laughs) (laughs) I think you had the you had the optimal viewing experience for that. Dude, film. I got so lucky. Like it was insane. Uh, and after I finished it, I was I was just like, man, that was a really good movie. Like I just thought it was good. Yeah. And then like months passed by, and I was like, man, I'm still thinking about this movie. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. And then I rewatched yeah. it. I was like, oh, like I realized like even more of the significance of it. And that end, I don't want to spoil anything, but like ugh, it's just in terms like kind of like what we were saying in terms of like show don't tell like that may be one of the best of all times of show don't tell and then also like i don't feel like a a word of dialogue is ever wasted in that film it always pushes it it is i mean it is the epitome of like precision of filmmaking like no shot at and obviously if that's not the pace of film you're used to it might be tough to you know jump on board with it but i feel like for a lot of people kind of like you you can watch it and even if you don't really get it the first time and you know i could be wrong but everyone i know that has seen it even if that's not their you know normal type of movie that they like to watch mm-hmm. they've definitely said that it, it has this kind of lingering thing where it just doesn't go away after you've watched it it just kind of follows you around throughout the day and really you just does. keep thinking about it over and over again you know it's it blew my mind because after um i watched it i would like was on imdb looking at the trivia did you know like they had like no script like they had a script but like it was just like they went like from day to day like just improvising a lot of stuff i did not know that it just doesn't make any sense like how efficient that should be and i know terrence malick does that a lot with his stuff Mm. and you just think like how can somebody like do that like not storyboard things they just like go and they're like okay we're gonna shoot this today 
and you're gonna say this and you're gonna do this and you're gonna stand over there it's like that's like truly a vision yeah that the director I has feel one like in, is like amazing the, yeah i was gonna say i feel like in, in a sort of strange way it almost kind of calls back to what you're saying about how he got the lord of the rings actors to be convinced of their surroundings is like you know he can tell them you know we're going to treat this like it's real history mm-hmm. but the fact that he surrounded them by such like tangible aesthetic stuff from that world yes. probably helped them totally be convinced by it because when I mean, they say in the interviews like they were so isolated out there in new zealand and surrounded by all this you know middle earth costumes and props and buildings yeah. that it's like for about a year, that was literally their life. Yeah. And I feel like within the mood, within the mood for love, if you watch how they filmed it and you watch where they filmed it and the type of people that they used, it's not even like filmed on a set. I mean, they're like filming out in the city. Yeah. Like I'm sure they literally just followed those actors through the city with cameras on some of those days because it is so just or it's just so realistic. At a certain point, these actors are probably in it for so long, it just became their life there for a little while. And when you watch the movie, it feels like that. It's but it's not like a documentary. You feel like you're watching this like super stylized look into someone's life. It's just so like aesthetically pleasing. I don't even know how to describe it. Like whenever I think of like the Lord of the Rings and I like see all the places they go. Like yeah. my mind is telling me those are real places, even though they're totally. not. <laughs> you know what I mean? But all the all the locations they went to are there. The yeah, only thing there. that's not there is is some of the buildings that they just you know put in after the fact. Yes, yes. Like, I one of my um, one of my goals on my bucket list is to visit New Zealand and like go see Hobbington and the Shire because all that stuff is still there. And like, ah, like please, that's... please take me with you. Please take <laughs> me with you. <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah, we got to get a... Uh, we, we, we'll reunite all the boys, and we'll go. <laughs> we can take our own fellowship down to yes. our location. I know Woodrow is, like, a huge Lord of the Rings fan, too. So, yeah. He is? Yeah. Who is That's it, amazing. Who, who has seen him? That's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, oh, man, uh, In the Mood for Love, we talked about that. I feel like there was another movie I watched that I wanted to... Oh, I rewatched um who framed roger rabbit have you seen that one i actually have not seen that but Dude, please give me your you know non-spoiler analysis spoiler if you want those, if you if you wish to for i mean everyone dies at the end but besides that <laughs> for those people who haven't seen it like it is insane how like it's insane to me how a movie like this has never been like replicated again i feel like honestly i wouldn't be surprised since it's on uh, Disney Plus now that like it may be remade again in the future, like a sequel or reboot. But um, it's just like really, really cool. And like also in a weird way, like stunning to see like a mixture of like 2D animation mixed with like live action. And yeah. to like look as great as it does from, I think mm. it was made 80s, I want to say. I got to look that up. But um, it's like it's it's Chinatown mixed with Disney and Warner Brothers characters and like that's a selling I, point right I there. I, imagine, I, I I would like, watch it just off of you telling me that. That sounds really. 
I know about it, but I've never seen it. I mean, it just it's it looks really fascinating how they pulled off that style of filmmaking. The nineteen eighty eight came out, but um, it's just kind of crazy to think that like whoever pitched that at the time, I I would imagine a lot of people said no. Like I don't know the story, <laughs> yeah. but I ever want to be like ah yeah no that sounds dumb. But like like Chinatown mm. meets meets Disney and Warner, but that sounds ridiculous. But like it works so well. And like it's actually a really funny film, and like, like uh, it's like a really like underrated noir film too. I think, um, mm. like it, like it's constantly making fun of like all these like different noirs and stuff, and uh, you know, like the main detective has this like bad backstory, and they deliver it in such yeah. like a funny way. They're poking fun at other movies, and um, uh, so yeah, you gotta watch it if you have Disney Plus. You should- you should you should check it out sure. I'll, I'll check if it's on disney plus i'll definitely check it out yeah it, it is it, hopefully it will continue to be but um it's just a, like a fun it's like a movie you can just sit down mm. like don't like really invest yourself in it kind of just like grabs you and you're just like oh man like it's already over that was like a ton of fun if you're especially if you're big into like uh like all those like different characters like cards i'm sure i mean i grew up like on like all those like movie tunes like watching yeah. movie lines on like boomerang and like disney um but uh yeah you gotta go check that one and for those people listening to if you haven't seen any of the movies we just talked about you gotta go see them and if you haven't seen the lord of the rings it's like now no one <laughs> no, we, will come and find you we we've given a very diverse list <laughs> <laughs> dude yes yeah well like i just love movies man like i know like you mm. have seen a lot of just i know like all the movies we just like listed are just insanely different but like i think that's like the beautiful thing yeah. about film is that so many different like, i mean it's like any type of art it's like music mm-hmm. anybody can you know make whatever they want and it can either work or not work but um well it's cool it's like even with movies as you know disparate as the ones we've just said like you just start seeing this kind of through line that starts tying them together and it's not all in the same way but like whether it's you know the way that you know in the mood for love and lord of the rings kind of use similar techniques of world building or whether it's you know how um i don't know like like how lawrence of arabia like i I don't know it's just it's so cool when we get to talk we've we've kind of find these unseen connections between all the films and that's that's what i love to do because the deeper you look at them the more you start to find that they're all coming from very similar places of creation just from like the human mind and you just start to find all these fascinating similarities between them even yeah. if they're not there on the surface yeah dude i absolutely agree it's kind of like the seven de- uh the seven degrees of like kevin bacon yeah like everything yeah. everything yeah. is connected wait uh-huh. uh I, I actually played this with uh, my fiance the other day i'm trying to think it like only took me two steps i think it was mm-hmm. like two or three steps i love do you ever play that <laughs> I have, I have. But um uh uh I shoot, I guess that's the podcast. I mean that's all I wanted to talk about today, unless there's anything you want to ask. I mean we could keep going, but it would end up being two plus hours, I'm sure. And yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with that at all. Um so before you go, I just want to say to my audience, um a lot of a lot of them, you know, have you came out and said whenever we did our original one back mm. back in the day on Blade Runner um a lot of people came and said you know i I should do more with noah and um this is me doing more noah and we plan on doing this like every other week 
I would be honored to be invited back each time if you would have me. <laughs> Dude, I will have you know. I love, I seriously love talking to you about film. I feel like um, even though um, I just I can't stand to look at you or listen to your voice. I feel like you do have some good opinions on <laughs> on movies here and there. Uh, no, we but, have uh, to balance out all this. We have to balance out all this friendship with some kind of annoyance <laughs> exactly exactly like you can't have a friendship now like you know you know be honest here and there but uh, um, uh no um yeah i feel like i feel like it's healthy to to talk about film <laughs> instead of just having no, it, it totally here all the time you know uh, um it's like you know it's kind of like a therapy mm-hmm. for us and, um, but i mean whoever whoever had uh reached out to you after the initial podcast if there's any specific things that you know they heard in that podcast that maybe they wanted to hear more about you know maybe they could let you know and then if we do this again we could hit on you know any specific points that they might want to hear us talk about again or expand upon if if somebody in some way wanted us to do something like that yeah yeah i mean i made up that person who said that like that didn't actually happen but yeah sure i'm sure i can figure (laughs) something (laughs) no 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 yeah yeah if anyone has like anything they want to uh or any topic they want us to discuss uh email me at um sample baranaga once upon a time in huntsville at gmail.com or follow once upon a time in huntsville on instagram and slam those dms and say hey go check this out or talk about this movie or whatever and if not uh i like almost watch a movie every day like i have to um so i yeah i have plenty of material uh i'm sure i'm sure noah does too um but that's the podcast for today appreciate you guys listening don't forget to go support your boy through the anchor app and uh in the bio on that instagram page and uh go give noah a shout out on uh or go give him a follow on instagram if if you want to (laughs) yeah can i shout out your other your other page um not yet i'm still working on that one (laughs) secrets uh no 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 that's that's noah's smart that's how you pull them in (laughs) That's how you pull them in. And then when you to, announce it, you're like, ah, we got to go follow it. To, to uh, be announced. All right, man. Uh, well, cool. Um...